Hear the Gospel of our Saviour Christ according to St. John, chapter 15, beginning at the ninth verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one, has, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commandments, so that you may love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our loving Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that we can come and look at your word. We just ask now that you would open our hearts and open our ears, that we may have res responsive hearts to what you have to say to us. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Whenever I was asked to do this, I got the email back in summer, would you be willing and able to, and available to do preach at this service? Well, I knew I was going to be available, because I was going to be here. <laughs> Whether the willing bit is just as easy, I don't know. And then this week it landed with asked to play the piano as well. So I'm jack of all trades, master of none, but we'll see how this goes. Our reading this evening, the Gospel reading, is not the set reading for this Sunday, although it was one of the suggested readings for Remembrance Sunday, which was just passed. So I'm focusing on that reading this evening. World War I is now in the history books. No one alive can remember anything firsthand that what took place. It was supposed to be the war that ended all wars. But as we know, that was not the case. The soldiers in the trenches never knew if they would make it back to base when they went over the top into battle. The chances of coming back alive were very remote. But thanks to video and the internet, we can look at historic footage taken during the war and just get a little experience of what life was like. I had the privilege of going to the battlefields of the First World War at the beginning of September 2015. It really does focus your mind on the enormity of what took place over 100 years ago. Almost 1,700,000 men and women 
died in the two world wars serving their king and country. Is war right or wrong? That is a question that I do not feel qualified to answer this evening. It is quite improper to think that many of our soldiers, sailors, our men and women seek war. Most of us and them hate it. There will be undoubtedly some whose memories stretch back to the Second World War. Who will remember friends and families, family members who lost their lives. For generations like mine, born since the wars, our reflections come from tales passed through families, through what we learnt at school, from film and books that try to make us imagine the courage and the cost. You may be thinking of servicemen and women, unknown and known to you, who have died in conflicts in the Falklands, Afghanistan, Iraq and even in Northern Ireland. Whatever we remember, we stand with gratitude for the freedom that was gained by the sacrifice of so many. We stand with gratitude to honour the courage and sacrifice of those who lost their lives in the struggle for freedom. And we stand with sorrow for the terrible waste that war is and the ongoing cost to humanity. I'm taking for my text this evening one verse from the passage of scripture read from John's Gospel. You've already heard it twice this evening. And you're going to hear it again. Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. This verse is probably the most quoted Bible verse during the first part of November. I used to see it every week. It is written on one of the stained glass windows in my home church. But isn't it strange that the verse most quoted at this time of the year starts with love. So where is the love when our troops who are seeing active service around the world are still paying the highest price with their own lives? Just as the symbol for remembrance is the poppy, we in the Christian church also have a symbol whereby we remember the greatest act of sacrificial love ever shown to a world in conflict. It's the cross of Jesus. A place where the Bible says God demonstrates his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. A place where the shed blood of Jesus can bring peace between ourselves and God. It was once, it was Winston Churchill who once said, Never in the face of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. But I want you just to think of it this way as I rephrase that statement ever so slightly. Never in the face of human conflict with sin was so much owed by so many, the whole world, to just one. War is about conflict, 
the conflict with sin within our own lives. The Bible says, for we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So why are there wars in our world? Why do they never cease? It's because of sin in the heart of humanity. As Albert Einstein once said, the true problem lies in the hearts and thoughts of men. What terrifies us is not the explosive power of the atomic bomb, but the power of the wickedness of the human heart. You see, the heart of the problem is the problem of the human heart. Sadly, so many people will just go through life thinking that the problem is with someone else. After all, there is always someone worse than us. We can all point the finger at others, thinking they are far worse. But we must remember that every time we point the finger at others, there are three fingers pointing back at ourselves. The real conflict is within us all. We all need to face up to sin in our lives, as individuals, as communities, as a nation, as a world. Rather than putting the blame elsewhere, it is not until we do something about the internal conflict within us all can we begin to address the external conflicts that rage in our world today. So how does that change come about? Well, it comes when an individual responds in repentance and faith towards Jesus Christ. Because he alone deals with the greatest conflict of history within us all. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But Jesus did much more than laying down his life for his friends. He laid it down for his enemies as well. Rightly so. We remember those men and women who have laid down their lives for us. But we must also be drawn to remember the greatest sacrifice of all was when Jesus laid down his life so that we might have the opportunity to receive peace with God and end the conflict with sin forever. So where is the love? Well, love is not a word that simply trips off your tongue. Love is an action. And if you want to see it demonstrated, look at the cross of Calvary. So what are you doing with Jesus? Just because we are here in a theological institute, it does not give us the right of passage to the kingdom of God. One major thing that we need to get involved with is prayer. There are weekly prayer meetings and Bible studies held in churches across the country. And I'm sure your church is no different. But the question I am asking, and I'm directing this at myself as much as anyone else, are you at it? When God's people come to him in prayer, mighty things happen. In war, many people found their faith, but unfortunately, others 
lost it. The following lines were discovered on the dead body of an American soldier killed in action in North America in 1944. A friend of the writer of these lines who was with him when they were written and who survived the battle in which the writer was killed said the soldier was a thoroughly wild character. But there were tears running down his face as he wrote these lines. He wrote, Look, God, I have never spoken to you, and now I want to say, how do you do? You see, God, they told me you didn't exist, and I, like a fool, believed all this. Last night from a shell hole, I saw your sky, and I figured then they had told me a lie. I wonder, God, if you take my poor hand, somehow I feel you would understand. Strange I had to come to this hellish place before I had time to see your face. Well, I guess there isn't much more to say, but I'm glad, God, that I met you today. The zero hour will soon be here, but I'm not afraid because you are near. The signal has come. I shall soon have to go. I like you lots. This I want you to know. I'm sure this will be a horrible fight. Who knows, I may come to your house tonight. Though I wasn't friendly to you before, I wonder, God, if you'd wait at your door. Look, I'm shedding tears, me shedding tears. Oh, how I wish I'd known you these long, long years. Well, I have to go now, dear God. Goodbye. But now that I have met you, I'm not scared to die. It's never too late to come to Jesus, to ask him into your life as your personal saviour. Think of the thief on the cross with Jesus. He repented and Jesus promised him that very day he would be with him in paradise. Jesus proved his power over sin by rising from the dead. And at the same time, ensuring all believers of their own resurrection to eternal life. He died on the cross for us. And he defeated Satan for us. Our Saviour Jesus Christ satisfied God's wrath with sin. And it is not something that is only in the past. Because Jesus is alive today. And he gives the gift of the Holy Spirit to all who believe. Is it not then the greatest tragedy when believers no longer pay close attention to Jesus or his goodness and slip back into bondage and sin and death? We may pay, we may pay closer attention to what we have heard of the good news of Jesus Christ. 
May we not neglect such a great salvation that we have in him. Do not let laziness prevent you from reading the Bible and coming to him in prayer. Do not let pride or bitterness prevent you from receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. Do not let despair overtake your hearts so that you push Jesus away. Rather, believe, confess your sins and receive the Holy Spirit for your forgiveness and salvation. Pray and give thanks to God for his wonderful gifts. Let every day be a day when you remember the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. He died for our sins. He loves you and everyone who believes in him and cries to him for forgiveness has eternal life. The most popular verse in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a wonderful reassurance to have if only people turn to God, give their lives to him, and ask Jesus to come into their hearts. We all have a choice to make. Let's hope that we make the right one. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We hope for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.
Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you have made known your salvation and openly shown your deliverance in the sight of the nations. Thank you that you are a faithful God, and in your mercy and faithfulness you have done marvellous things, lavishing grace upon us through your Son, Jesus Christ. As we draw near to you in worship and in prayer this evening, by your Spirit, move our hearts to sound praise to you, our Lord, and give us the words to sing to you a new song, for you are worthy of all honour and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign God, you are the ruler of kings on earth, and the one who will judge the world and the peoples in righteousness. We pray that you would guide and direct all in leadership and authority, praying especially for politicians in the United Kingdom as a general election approaches and conversations around Brexit continue. Grant all who lead godly wisdom, a desire for justice, a care for the common good, and the courage, compassion, and humility to seek first your kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of peace, we pray for those who suffer because of war, violence, persecution, or poverty. We pray especially for those caught up in violence in Hong Kong and for those affected by recent flooding. In our broken world, turn our hearts and the hearts of all to you, that by the power of your Spirit, that peace which is founded on your righteousness may be established throughout the whole world. Lord, in your mercy, Lord of the Church, we give thanks for the good news with which we have been entrusted. We pray for all bishops, priests and deacons, remembering especially the Venerable Andrew Forster as he prepares to be made bishop, and Archbishop Richard and Bishop Allen as they prepare for retirement in the next few months. By your grace, sustain all who labour for the Gospel. Help us to take courage and work for the sake of your kingdom in the knowledge that you are with us and your spirit is among us. Help us to be faithful in our proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, speaking the truth in love and so bearing much fruit for the kingdom. Come in power, we pray, to bring new life to the church even as you renew your faithful people in love and service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, thank you that you have chosen us as the first fruits of salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the Church, in the truth. We give thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ, who spoke to us so that his joy might be in us and our joy might be complete. We give thanks for the one who demonstrated his love most supremely in laying down his life for us. Help us to respond in faith, in joyful obedience, and enable us to stand firm and hold fast to the traditions and the truths that we have been taught. 
Father, as we abide in your love, continue a good work in all of us, so that by the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, we will grow more like him who calls us friends. Lord, in your mercy, God of comfort, in a moment of silence we pray for friends and family known to us, remembering especially the McGlinchey family and all who are in particular need at this time. near to those named in the quietness of our hearts and anoint them by your spirit at their point of deepest need. Lord, in your mercy, may our Lord Jesus Christ and God our Father, who loves us and through grace gives us eternal comfort and hope, comfort our hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. Accept our prayers through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. <coughs> Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. We take a moment to share a sign. Please, 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 please